Welcome to Delight in Grace, the teaching ministry of Rich Powell, pastor of Grace Bible Church in Winston-Salem. There is real struggle that comes with following Christ. We have an adversary bent on undermining our faith, but God doesn't leave us to struggle in our own strength. He gives us tools to thrive in the struggle, and He gives us Himself. God equips us to advance productively and meaningfully in God's good purpose, not just in the times that matter today, but in the times that matter for eternity. Let's listen in as Pastor Rich unpacks Ephesians 6, 17 through 20. This is the second part of the message titled, Walk Worthy of Your Calling in the World, Part 2. First preached January 28, 2017. Seeds of truth are planted, and when those seeds find fertile soil, they are germinated and brought to life. And it is only, listen, it is only the Word of God that does that. Know something. Know this. It has been said that all truth is God's truth. And it's true. All truth is true, is ultimately rooted and anchored in God Himself because He is the sovereign creator of the universe. All truth is God's truth. But, listen to this please, not all truth is God's Word. God's Word, His specific self-disclosure is powerful to transform. Just communicate it. Transformation. The power to change one's life. Listen, when God speaks, things happen. We see this throughout Scripture. When God speaks, things happen. And it is, as we sing in one of our songs, it is the sword that makes the wounded whole. It is not the sword that is intended to cut people down or to wound them. It is the sword that makes the wounded whole. And what is the message of that sword. It is 2 Corinthians 5.20, God making His appeal through us. And that appeal is this, be reconciled to God. So as you carry that sword, the sword of the Spirit, that is the power of God to transform lives, make sure that that sword is communicating the message, be reconciled to God. That's the message of the sword of the Spirit. That's the first tool He's given us for our advancement meaningfully, purposefully in His good purpose. What is the second tool? Look with me in Ephesians 6, 18. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Our prayers. That is a tool that God has given us. Our prayers. Now think of the, think of an army. And an army is led by a commander. And this is a struggle that we're in. And together, we are side by side. And yet we are in the context of this great struggle. But as we are communicate, as we are using the tool of the Word of God to transform, to communicate truth, the message of reconciliation, The army has to stay connected and in contact with the commander. That's what prayer is. The Word of God as well. But prayer. Prayer, what does prayer do? Prayer communicates our desire to be in step with the commander. Let that sink in for a moment. Prayer communicates our desire to be in step with the commander. Why? Because it's not our fight. It's not our fight. 
Yes, there is a struggle, but it's not our fight. Prayer is our connection with the commander. It communicates our desire to be in step with him. It is our connection with the commander. Think about that. Think about Jesus, the very Son of God, and how many times he spent hours in prayer, in communion with his Father, before he made very important decisions, before he was about to carry out monumental tasks. Prayer. And it says in verse 18, praying when you have the time. Is that what it says? Praying at all times. Praying at all times. In the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. Praying at all times. That's like Paul says in First Thessalonians, praying without ceasing. You know what that is? That is you being in a constant, ongoing conversation with your Creator, Redeemer. Now think about that, folks. Yes, there should be times, there should be times when the Creator has your undivided attention and focus. You, in prayer, meditating in prayer, but to be able to pray at all times, the unceasing prayer, that means a constant conversation between you and your Creator. I mean, how else can we abide in Christ? But we have that privilege. And so we should be praying at all times. And when he says the word prayer, it's the idea of speaking. It's communing with God. But when he says supplication, that's a word that means petition. It means to ask. Why should I ask God? Well, A, because he is an omnipotent sovereign and can supply everything. But also because he loves to give. He loves to give. And when we ask is when he delights to give. So, he says, not only praying at all times, but keep alert with all perseverance. Keep alert with all perseverance. It's the idea of being devoted. It's of the idea of being persistent. It's being vigilant. Vigilant how? Knowing your context. Recognizing the struggle. Being vigilant so that you don't slide into the rut of just a comfortable life of normalcy. But recognizing that there is a struggle. It's keeping alert with all. Keep alert with all perseverance is the opposite of becoming apathetic. Of my life of Christianity being defined as me, Jesus, and my comfort. Of being bent on, I just want to have a normal life. For some people, that's their ambition. I just want to have a normal life. Listen, we're all Christians. We're all in ministry. And ministry is, if nothing else, two things. Ministry is investment. And where there is investment, there is risk. And if you're not willing to make investment because of the risk, it means your comfortable life is your highest priority. And your faith is serving you. 
those are not the kinds of requests that God delights to answer. Because that doesn't require His strength. Not at all. We are with our prayers to support those who are on the front lines. Look what Paul says in verse 19, And also for me, that words may be given me in the opening of my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. Pray for me, Paul says. Here he is on the front lines of the gospel ministry. What should we ask for in our prayers? Listen to this. Note this down, please. As you pray, ask for things that God wants for His people. Ask for things that God wants for His people. Power and equipping for His purpose and our joy. We are to be praying in the Spirit, Paul says here. What does that mean? It means this. Know this. The content of your prayers ought to be shaped by God's self-disclosure. That is the base fundamental meaning of praying in the Spirit. That my prayers are informed by God's self-disclosure. What are those prayers? Look back at Ephesians 1, verses 15 to 23, how Paul prayed for the church. Look at chapter 3, verses 14 to 20, how Paul continued to pray for the church. Look at Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 12, how Paul prayed for the church. That's how we ought to pray. Prayers shaped by the Word of God, asking for things that God wants for His people. Prayer is a powerful tool that we have. Prayer invokes the arm of omnipotence. Who are we to think that we can get along without it? So the tools that God has given you, the first two tools are His Word, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, the power of God to transform lives. And secondly, our prayers which communicate our desire to be in step with the commander. It is our connection with the commander who loves to give and lavish his gifts upon us to thrive in the good purpose that he has for us. Here's a third one. This could very easily be missed in a superficial reading of this text. Let's read verse 19 again. Because Paul is asking for prayer. Do you remember where Paul is as he writes this letter? He's in prison. He's in chains, he says. Verse 19, and also for me, he says, Pray for me that words may be given me in the opening of opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Paul's circumstances, he's confined He's in prison. And what is his request? Boldness. He wants clarity and courage in the things that he communicates. He wants effective ministry. You know what's important to note here is what Paul did not ask for. You would very much expect that as Paul is writing this and you come to verse 19 and he says, and pray for me also that God would get me out of here. He was not praying for his own circumstances to improve. He was not praying for a comfortable, normal life. 
He was praying for the things that God wants. We're so glad you've joined us for Delight in Grace, the teaching ministry of Rich Powell, pastor of Grace Bible Church in Winston-Salem. You can hear this message and others anytime by visiting our website, www.delightingrace.com. You can also check out Pastor Rich's book, Seven Words That Can Change Your Life, where he unpacks from God's Word the very purpose for which you were designed. Seven Words That Can Change Your Life is available wherever books are sold. As always, tune in to Delight in Grace, weekdays at 10 a.m.